Should I get her slippers? Yes, pack those for sure. Marmy will want to wear them at the hospital. What about her robe? I don't think we have enough room in the suitcase. I can barely zip it up already. I thought we were going to record something for Marmy to play for Dad in the hospital before she leaves. I'm sorry, honey, but I don't think that we'll have the time. When is Marmy's flight to D.C.? She's supposed to leave for the airport in an hour, and she's still not back from Aunt March's. That horrible old witch! Meg! Aunt March wouldn't really deny Marmy alone at a time like this, would she? I don't know. But it's an emergency. We've had other emergencies. A medical emergency. Then how come she's never tossed a single dime your way, Beth? You've been in and out of the hospital more times than the rest of us combined. I'm sorry. I'm freaking out. It's okay. We all are. And you're not exactly wrong about Aunt March. I still can't believe Marmy's still not back yet. How long does it take to write a check? How long does it take to grovel for a check, you mean? I can't believe Aunt March would really be that mean. We are talking about the lady who disowned doubt over speaking out against police brutality, though. Let's just focus on packing for now. The rest is out of our control. Can Marmy even make it to D.C. without financial help from Aunt March? The plane ticket's paid for. The army took care of that. It's more of a question of how we're going to pay for absolutely everything else. How long is Marmy going to be away? We just don't know at this point. After all, Dad is still unconscious. And she's going to be away from work for a while. Either way. I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be really hard to make ends meet around here. I could take on some of Marmy's hours at the center. That is a beautiful idea, sweetheart, but... Please! We'll talk to Marmy about it later. Amy, could you run and grab her toothbrush from the downstairs bathroom? Yeah. I want to help. You are helping. Not just with household things. I want to help for real. Beth, I cannot deal with this right now. Sorry, but you're not... Marmy! Come give me a hug, girls. Did you get what you needed? Your aunt isn't in a position to help us right now. That's bull- It's going to be all right. The most important thing now is that I leave on time so that I can be by your father's side when he opens his eyes. Oh, Marmy. Don't worry now, Beth. I have complete faith in my girls to hold down the fort while I'm away. However long that may be. Beth, could you fetch my knitting, dear? I need something to keep my hands busy while I'm at the hospital. Okay. Well, what's the miserable hag's excuse this time? You know I'm counting on you to keep the other girls calm about this whole situation. I can't bear it. Why can't she just treat us like family for once? Your aunt is a complicated woman. It seems simple to me. Nothing's ever simple. Our entire grocery budget for a month wouldn't even pay for what Aunt March spends on fresh-cut flowers in a week. What do you want me to say, Meg? I'm just... trying to understand how someone could get so much satisfaction out of being petty and cruel for no reason. Your father and his aunt never got along particularly well. I hoped they might grow closer after your grandfather died out of mutual grief. But it never happened. She was upset that her brother left the family home to your dad. She was even more upset with how we spent our half of the inheritance. 
She saw us giving to charitable causes as your father snatching food out of his children's mouths. She was furious when she'd learned we'd be having a fourth child. What? Why? I had only had Beth a few months earlier. We knew right away she was very sick. I think she was afraid that we'd all end up on the streets. And to be fair, back in those days, your father and I weren't very responsible with money. Having Beth did change that. So Aunt March helped you when we were kids? She'd send a little money here and there. She didn't really like seeing you. Beth made her anxious. You remember how she used to sort of wheeze when she was a toddler? Yes. But Amy was another story. She was such a pretty baby. I remember. She already had hair, like a doll. Your Aunt March was very taken with her. Everyone was. Aunt March offered to help us financially again, this time offering a significant amount of money. Significant. Just because of Amy? There was a catch, of course. The money was meant to serve as a private adoption fee. We could have it if we signed away full custody of your sister to your aunt. What? That was about my reaction, as you can probably guess. I thought it was a ridiculous idea. We would have never, ever considered splitting up our family like that. Your aunt genuinely believed she was offering us a lifeline, though. When your father first laughed at the idea and then scolded her for even coming up with it, she was very hurt and embarrassed. Her relationship with your father never recovered. By the time he gave his infamous sermon, she'd been looking for a reason to disown him for years. I can't believe it. I can't believe you let Joe work for her. Oh, I can't help but feel sorry for her. I think she's very lonely. Joe! Just the gals I was looking for. Slow down, honey. Did you run here? Yes, yes, of course, I ran here. Marmy, I got this for you. What? How? Joe, where did you get all this money? I earned it. Again? How? I sold some of my stories to a horror magazine. That's wonderful, Joe. And I'm so proud of you, but this is a lot of money. How much are they paying you per story? That's not all. All right. Just don't freak out when I take off my baseball cap, okay? Why would we? Don't freak out. <gasps> I sold my hair. You sold your hair? For $237. You didn't have to do that. I wanted to help. This will be a great help. Thank you, sweetheart. I think the short hair looks very cute on you, too, for what it's worth. Yeah, it's very gamine. Of course, I'm more proud of the money I earned for the stories. Growing hair isn't exactly the accomplishment I want to be known for. But the magazine only pays 70 bucks a pop, and I figured every little bit helps. Now that you're a published author, can your old mom finally read one of your stories? The bloodbath might be best saved for after you're back from the hospital. Fair enough. Okay, here's the toothbrush. Sorry it took me so long. I got distracted looking- <gasps> Joe! How could you? Amy? Your hair! How could you cut off all of your hair? Amy, 
You're one beauty. Thanks, Ames. Marmy, someone's here to see you. I'm not expecting anyone. It's probably Hannah. She's going to freak when she sees your hair. Send him up. What are you doing here? Joe. Hi, boys. Hi. Hi, Mrs. March. Please, Margaret. Ah, uh, yes, Margaret. My employer and I were so sorry to hear of your husband's injury. Thank you. We're lucky they were able to fly him back to the States for his surgeries. You'll be arriving soon? He's expected to land in D.C. in a matter of hours. Our neighbor Hannah is driving me to the airport in less than an hour now. Well, about that. Mr. Lawrence would like to offer you the use of his car and driver for the trip to the airport. Oh, that's nice of him. I suppose it'll save Hannah a trip. It was very kind of your boss to think of us during such a stressful time. He also thinks it would be best if I accompany you. I can offer support and assistance to you during Captain March's stay at the hospital, since I understand we don't know how long he'll be there. I can't ask you to leave your job and your home indefinitely. That's ridiculous. I agree. Ridiculous. No one asked you. Please, don't worry about any of that, Mrs. Margaret. Grandpa's gonna let one of his terrified interns serve as his assistant while John's away. And, no offense to my esteemed employer, I don't exactly consider the apartment over his garage my home. Besides, the company has business I can follow up on in D.C. Sounds like it's already decided. It'll be a relief not to travel alone. Looks like chivalry's not dead after all. Yeah, thanks for your not-at-all-weird-and-overly-personal offer. What? Hmm? Oh, I just said thanks. What did you do to your hair? What does it look like? I cut it off. It doesn't really feel like the right time to get a makeover. It wasn't a makeover, doofus. I sold it. Joe, be nice. You sold your hair? You know it's 2019 and not 1819, right? And you do know that sometimes people need fast cash, right, rich boy? Kids, don't fight. Mr. Lawrence is more than prepared to take care of any bills that might arise during your time in D.C. Or here in Concord while you're away. You don't need to worry about a thing. Wow, wish I had known that before I spent all day running around town trying to find a place willing to chop my hair off for free so I could sell it online to Korean wig makers. Please don't even talk about it. I'm going to start crying again. Mr. Lawrence has been a generous neighbor to us. I'm sure we'll be able to look out for ourselves, but it's a comfort to know he's there in an emergency. Certainly. I'd better go get my things from next door. I'll meet you with the car in, say, 30 minutes? Sounds good. The girls and I will finish packing now. I'll walk you out, John. Amy, where are you going? I thought you were going to help me wrap up here. I'm sorry, Marmy, but as a little sister, I am duty-bound to follow Meg and eavesdrop on their conversation. Now, where did I send Beth? In search of your knitting, I think. But knowing her, she found a dozen helpful tasks to do along the way and got waylaid. I'll go track her down. I think there's one last load of laundry in the dryer. Stop messing with my hair like that. I'm not a dog. Sorry, I think the shortcut looks nice. Thanks. It's a big change for me to get used to. Hair grows back. Sure. Why are you mad at me? I'm not. I don't mean to snap at you. 
I'm just tired. And disappointed. Yeah? I sold two of my stories. Well, that's great. That's some good news. Yeah. I gave most of the money to Marmy. I was really proud. It's stupid, but I guess I wanted to be, like, a hero to her during all this. I don't think that's stupid. I'm a jerk for trying to feed my own ego while Dad's in such bad shape. You could never have predicted this would happen. I guess. The money I contributed is just a drop in the bucket compared to what your grandpa can offer her, though. I feel like a kid. I might as well have made a lemonade stand. Stop beating yourself up. You know your mom is really proud of your writing. No one's even going to remember my stories got published with John Brooke white knighting around the place. That isn't true. It feels true. I don't get your problem with him. You're like the only person who doesn't like John. Well, maybe that's the problem. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, let's go downstairs. I'm sure Amy will let me know if she heard anything scandalous while snooping. Okay. I I really do like it. What? The, uh, the bop. Oh, thanks. I believed you the first time, weirdo. Come on. Joe, I'm going to bed. Where? Joe? <laughs> Oh, Joe, don't cry. Everything's going to be okay. Dad's in good hands, and I bet he feels way better now that he has Marmy by his side. It'll be okay. It's not that. It's... What's wrong? It's my ear. Hey, Amy. Hey, How's it going? Well, about as good as could be expected. So, bad. Oh, yeah? Yes. Joe's a nightmare teacher when she's in a good mood, so with Dad in the hospital and Marmy away... Ugh. She's making me miss Mr. Davis. Sorry. Do you have your old annotations for Lord of the Flies? I don't think I ever got assigned that one. You are so lucky. It's gross. You know what helps me feel a lot better when I'm sad? Baked goods? Helping others. Oh. I'm going to protest family separations and detentions at the border today in Boston. Do you want to come? Um, doesn't really sound like my thing. You might like it more than you think. It really gives you a feeling of power in a chaotic world. Power in a chaotic world. I just wrote that down. Thanks. Definitely using it in my Lord of the Flies essay. So you're not coming? Sorry. I just have too much homework. Besides, family separation. Sounds like this thing would only make me more sadder. Okay. Good luck with your essay. Yeah? I'm a little busy. Hey, sorry to interrupt. There's this protest in Boston against the detention centers at the border. I really want to go. I don't know, Bethy. I made a sign and everything. Do you really think it's safe? I, it's just so easy for you to get a bug or a virus in a crowd like that. Well, I really wasn't asking your permission. I was hoping you'd want to come with me. It's such an important cause, and as someone who takes care of children... No, no, right. You're right. I am just so swamped with the housework here, honey. 
I really can't pull myself away. I'm sorry. It's fine. I understand. I know you've had a lot on your plate since Marmy left. Yes. Thank you. Any updates from her? No. No. Dad is still not awake. I'll let you know when I hear something. Okay. Don't go without someone, right? Mm-hmm. I'm serious. I know. I've been looking everywhere for you. Sorry. I've been scampering around running errands for Aunt March all day. I swear I'm sitting down for the first time now. Didn't you get that Facebook invite I sent you? What? Which? I don't think so. The protest in Boston against the detention centers? Oh, right, right, right. You know how much this means to me. I do, and it is important, but... Joe, please. Uh, we're... Amy and Meg already said no. We're really... Busy, I know, but... I was just over at Aunt March's, and you know what she's like. I really want to work on this story and try to turn it in before the magazine's next deadline. We don't need the money. Mr. Lawrence and John... We can't rely on them for everything. If Dad were here, he'd drive us all there in the van. He'd be at the front of the crowd with a homemade sign. You don't have to bring Dad into this. Fine. Hi, John. It's Meg. March. I don't know if you have any other Megs. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I'm just checking in. Marmy's been texting me, but I don't know. I uh, thought that maybe you'd know something. Uh, yeah. And I guess I just wanted to hear your voice. So th- thanks again for going with her. I think um, that you'll really like Dad. When you meet him, um, maybe you've already met him. I mean, um, when he wakes up. I've seen Mr. Lawrence wandering about the yard yelling at people on the phone, and he seems pretty lost without you, but I am sure that... Uh, sorry. I think Beth just got home. Um, I'll talk to you later. Beth, is that you? It's late. Oh my god. Did you go to the protest? Did you wear your surgical mask? Beth, you look terrible. Meg, I feel really bad. Let me feel your head. I want Marmy. Beth. Oh, God. Beth. Joe. Amy, someone help. Help. I think that she's fainted. Joe, someone call an ambulance and tell... A modern audio drama is written by Shannon Camp, based on the novel by Louisa May Alcott. It's co-produced by Sammy Campbell and Shannon Camp. Our director is Julia Rowhead Worthington, and our editor is Bex Carlos. Album artwork by Karen Mooney. Original theme by Surrey Music. Find us online at littlewomenpodcast.com.